Jesus. As we wait for the table to be brought up to the front, I want to welcome each and every one of you guys to Elevate Chicago. This is the best youth ministry in the world, and I am so excited to have you guys here with us. As we wait for all the stuff to be brought up, I want to ask you guys to please move on up closer to the first row. I want to have you guys close today as I bring you the word. It is a blessing and an honor to be here with you guys today. My name is Catherine Esquivel, and I am your youth pastor here at MPI. I am blessed to be able to serve alongside my husband, Daryl. <laughs> Right there, there he is. We have four wonderful children, which you guys have seen walk around, serve, follow you around, hug you, copy you, love on you. And we're blessed to be able to be here with you guys. We're blessed to be able to be a part of your wonderful, wonderful youth ministry. We are in the month of May, and we have began a new series called Growing Up, all right? So let's say it together. I love interactive preaching, and while we say it together, we're going to ask for everybody to move on closer so this first row is filled, okay? So I'm going to say growing, and you guys are going to say up, okay? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? I don't hear. Okay, now you're ready. Girls are always ready. Let's go, all right? One, two, three. Growing Growing I think this side is ready. This side is not ready yet, so let's give this side another chance. Let's say it together. I'm going to say growing, and you're going to say up. Let's go. Growing, growing up. That's right. So today's focus is going to be on when I was a child, all right? So we're going to go, be, uh, go through what the Bible tells us, right, what the Bible refers to when it speaks about being a child. Amen. So we're going to begin with... <clears throat> the definition of a child, right? So when we think of a child, we're talking about someone that doesn't have the understanding, right? They don't know right from wrong yet. They are a child. They are not able to understand yet. You guys are older, right? So you are not children in that same sense. So when we say during service, you need to follow the rules. When we say keep your hands to yourself, when we say no talking during service, when we say cell phones away, you are able to understand that those are the rules that you have to follow here at Elevate and that they are a blessing for you and that they will help you. Amen? Amen. So when we're talking about a child, we're talking about one that doesn't have the understanding of right and wrong, all right? We were all infants at one point. We were toddler, children, and now you guys are preteens and teens. And that is for everybody in this world. We have all gone through the stages of being an infant to a toddler, a crawler, a child, a teen, a preteen, right? And as you grow, you will continue to go through these different stages in your life. Now, throughout Scripture, we see two different ways that people grow. Scripture does a really good job at telling us the history of each person. They tell us where they come from, and they show and highlight the two ways that people grow. Now, they grow physically like us. We all grow physically, right? You guys are all one day going to have gray hairs and wrinkles, and I will still be young, okay? But all of you guys will not be. You can give a clap to that. Amen. I will continue to stay young. You guys are going to age. You're going to get wrinkles. You're going to get gray hair, right? That is a part of life. Now, there's another way that we will all grow and should all be growing, and that is personally, right? That is in maturity. That is spiritually. We should always be growing. We should always be applying these lessons that we gain throughout our lives. 
Now, so that means that we are growing outwards and inwards. We're growing outwards physically and we're growing inwards in our personalities. And as we grow, we mature, right? Things in us, things in our lives begin to change. So the first verse that I want to share with you guys today is going to be found in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. And I love interactive preaching. So what we're going to do is we're going to read it together. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say at the count of three, we're going to begin. Okay. So we're going to begin in verse, where is it at? Verse 11 right there when I was a child. Okay. So let's start together at the count of three. Here we go. One, two, three. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Everybody go behind me. Go ahead. Point that. That's right. They are behind you. Now, to clarify, when I use the term man, right, when we say man, we're not talking about men and women. We're just referring to mankind as a whole, okay? So we're saying we put those childish ways behind us, right? When we say when we became a man, we're talking about mankind, right? When you reach that age of maturity. So when I use the term man, that is what I'm referring to. Here in Corinthians, Paul is speaking to the church of Corinth, right? So we know that Paul wrote this, and back then Paul couldn't text them. He couldn't say Hey, guys, at Corinth, you guys got to get it together. You guys got to grow up. He couldn't do that. So what did he do? He wrote them a letter, a very nice, serious letter. And he told them kindly, you guys are right now talking like children. You are thinking like children. Your reasoning is that of a child. He told them it's time for you guys to grow up. How many of you guys have heard that before? You can go ahead and raise your hand, right? You've heard, hey, it's time for you to grow up. You're going to have to grow up. You need to grow up, right? We all heard it. If not, when you were younger, you're hearing it now. If not, you're going to at some point hear it, right? That is a part that comes naturally. That is what we do. That is what we should always be doing. We should always be growing up. Amen. So here Paul brings up these specific things that we should be growing up in, right? Our talk, our thinking, and our reasoning. Yet we see in Matthew 18, 3, and you don't have to bring that one up. It's fine. In Matthew 18, 3, sorry about this. There we go. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus tells us, truly I say to you, Unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of God, right? So Paul is telling the church of Corinth, stop being like children. And then we see Jesus telling, right, in another, in another passage in the Gospel of Matthew, we see Jesus telling them, unless you're like a child, you're not going to enter the kingdom of God, right? So is this a contradiction in the Bible? Say no, right? It is not a contradiction in the Bible. The Bible is... There we go. Sorry about that. The Bible does not contradict itself, right? The Bible is clear and consistent in its message. So what are they talking about here? That is exactly what we're going to get into tonight. We're going to bring these two passages together. What is Paul referring to? What is Jesus referring to when he says that, right? Paul tells him, stop being like children. And Jesus is saying, if you are, and Jesus is saying, if you are not like a child, you're not going to get into the kingdom of God. Amen, right? So let's find out what they're talking about. Let's dive into and receive this lesson from the Bible today, right? So when Jesus is generally talking about children, 
Jesus uses them as an example of faith, love, and trust. All right? So we should have faith like a child. We should love like a child. And we should trust like a child. <clears throat> this innocence that Jesus speaks of, we can see in children here today, right? If I bring my son out and I ask him a simple question like, why is the sky blue? Well, Jesus made it blue. And that's it. And it's simple, right? Now, if you ask another person that, they may actually, well, it's, it reflects the ocean and there's this and there's so much science behind it, right? Because as we grow, we've been learn, uh, trained to think a certain way, right? To, to think deeper, to question things. And so Jesus is talking about that innocence. Have that innocence. Have that faith like a child where it is simple. Well, mommy said Jesus made it, right? The Bible tells us Jesus made it, so Jesus made it blue, and that's why it is blue, Right? And so we need to work on having that. God is saying, continue to have the faith like a child where my word is enough for you. Where what the Bible says, what scripture says, what your leaders say is enough for you to apply it and to move forward with it. Going back into Corinthians, Paul is talking about leaving your childish ways behind. All right, so let's continue to point behind us. We're leaving all of that behind. And that means that as we grow physically we're applying those changes that come within us, right? We're growing in our maturity. We're giving up our speech that's like a child. We are giving up our thoughts that are like children. We are giving up the things that no longer reflect the outside, right? We're not going to be adults that speak like children. How do children speak, right? If they're babies, they go goo goo gaga, good job, right? As they get older, right, they begin to pronounce different words and they're really cute because they can't always pronounce every letter and it's adorable, right? But in an adult, it's not as cute. If I come up here and I cannot speak, it is not as cute. You are not able to understand it. There are things that little kids do that are cute, right? They come and they eat their feet and that's so cute. It is not as cute if I stand up here and eat my feet, right? Is it cute? No, right? It's cute when they suck their thumb. It is not as cute when an adult comes up here and starts sucking their thumb. There are things that we no longer do. There are things that we leave behind. And that is something that we will continue to do forever, right? Yes, say amen while I drink water. <laughs> amen. We're always going to continue to grow. <clears throat> There's no one in here that has grown enough, that has prayed enough, that has worshipped enough, that they don't need to do it anymore. You are not too grown. We are all growing. They're still growing every single day. And the growing may be different. See, I Googled the other day because I felt like maybe I was getting taller. And I thought, like, I was so short. And I said, Daryl, I think I'm getting taller. And then I looked it up. And as it turns out, I, like, stopped growing when I was in eighth grade. So I'm not getting taller, but I thought I was, and I was so sure. And so while I'm not physically growing anymore, I'm not getting any taller, this is it for me. Guess how I am growing? I'm growing in my speech. I'm growing in my thoughts. I am growing in my reasoning, and I will continue to do so. That's what we are meant to do. We are not meant to be who we are right now. There is still so much more for us. There is still so much more for each and every one of you guys. As we continue on speaking about growing up, we're going to go ahead and focus into our speech, right? Amen? <clears throat> Thank you guys so much. Sometimes when we speak, right, we are unable to communicate in the way we should. 
So we can be upset, and when you're upset, it's harder to communicate, right? It's harder to share your feelings. It's harder to filter what you're about to say because you're upset. And usually what's going to come out are angry words, right? What's going to come out is those hard feelings that you have. <clears throat> when we're having a moment and we're emotional and we're crying, it's harder to speak, right? Why? Because your body is going through this moment where there's crying and there's tears and there's too many feelings to speak. There's too many feelings to process and adequately convey what you are feeling, why you are crying. And if you haven't cried like that, then maybe you need to come to the altar more and have one of those cries where you are unable to talk. Have one of those cries where you are just weeping and you can't explain why. It's just happening, and that can happen here in front with the Holy Spirit, or that can happen because you are in trouble, right? <laughs> Ephesians 4.29 tells us, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So this is Paul again, and he's writing, right? He's writing to the church of Ephesus, and now he's telling them, don't let anything that is unwholesome come out of your mouth. So Paul had a lot to say about the way that we should be, about the things that we should be speaking, the things that we should be thinking, the things that we should be reasoning about. He had a lot to say, and he tells us, and he tells the churches of Ephesus and the church of Corinth and all those who would listen, do not let any unwholesome talks come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. So if what you are saying is not wholesome, if what you are saying is not building others up, if what you are saying is in the middle of a service during a preaching, then I think it can wait. Then you should not be saying it, right? Children, when we look at them, if I bring my son up, he will mimic what we do. He will mimic what we say. You guys can teach him stuff, and then he'll continue to do it. And he's wholesome in that way. He doesn't st stop to think, well, is, is this right? Am I going to get in trouble? Should I be doing this? No, right? They are like sponges. They will take it in. They will do it. They will repeat it, and they will go and tell everybody without considering, is this good? Is this bad? Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? We are not to be like children, who just mimic and copy the world. We are called to be set apart. We are called to be different. We are called to speak in a different way. As we continue on, we find a verse later that it says in Colossians 4, 6, let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. So everybody go like this. It says, let them be full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. See, if when you are speaking, you are conveying grace. If when you are speaking, you are being seasoned with salt, right? You're careful with your words. You are speaking in grace so that everybody that comes to you will have an answer. Everybody that comes to you, you will be able to speak to. That is maturity in our conversation. That is maturity in our speaking, Another way that we are growing up, that Paul urges them to grow up, is in their thoughts, in the way that they think. He says, grow up in your thoughts. As you guys grow, your thoughts will change, right? When we see children, they generally don't care what they're wearing, what they look like. As long as they love it, as long as they are happy with it, that is enough for them. My children will come out and they'll be wearing all kinds of different clothes all at once. And they don't care if I don't think it matches. And they don't care if I think they don't have style. As long as they believe that they have style and they love it, they proudly wear it and they show it to anyone and everyone that will look at them. And anyone and everyone that will want to see it. But as you grow up, 
as you continue on in your teen years, this is something that is going to change if it has not already, right? You're going to suddenly begin to care about what others do, what others say about you, how others see you. And these are things that will affect you, right? These are things that if you hold on to them, they're going to lead you down a path, right? They're going to lead you down a certain road. If you begin to hold yourself back because you don't want someone to look at you, you don't want someone to see you, that's going to pull you away from the purpose of God. And you won't even notice until you're so far gone from it, right? So growing up in your thoughts means that you will flee from those things. You will turn away. You will say, well, yes, they're going to see me go up to the altar and pray. But I believe that God has something for me and I believe that I need to go. I don't know about you guys, but when I was young, I did not want to go up to the altars and pray. See, I stood. I knew that I needed to hear a word from God. I felt something tug in my heart. But I would just stay and stand a little bit and, and just whisper to Jesus, God, I know you're talking to me, Lord, but I don't want to go up there because you're going to see me. So if you could just speak to me quietly here in my heart, right? But God has so much more, right? He had so much more for me, but I wasn't going to get it. And he was just at the altar waiting to pour out, right, rivers of living water. That's what the Bible tells us he has for. And he was ready, but I was not. I wasn't stepping out into what he had for you. So at this time, take a moment to think, how many times have you felt that tug in your, heart, in your heart and you have not stepped out into what God has for you and you have not stepped out into the call that he has placed in your heart? Amen. And that's so easy to do because we begin to be consumed by these illogical thoughts, right? And a thought that is illogical, it means that it's lacking in sense, right? It's not something clear. It's not reasoning. It's not sound reasoning. So when I begin to feel like, well, they're, they're going to see me need prayer. They're going to see and they're going to know that I need it, that there's something wrong with me, right? Now that is illogical because there's no one in here that does not need prayer, they should see you need it. They need it too. There's no one in here that is prayed up until Jesus returns. There's no one in here that has worshipped enough until Jesus returns. It is illogical because each and every one of us needs prayer. Each and every one of us needs to be at the altar. Each and every one of us needs to be worshipping Jesus. There's no one in here that is above that. No one has maxed that out. So your thought life is maturity in your thoughts. It is growing up in your thoughts. Just It's just as important as growing up physically, right? The same way that we spoke about an adult, right? When we encounter an adult, there's a certain speech, there's a certain way that we expect them to talk to us. We're not expecting baby talk. We're expecting an adult conversation. We're expecting adult words. So when we encounter an adult, we're expecting adult thoughts. We're expecting them to be able to understand these lessons to understand what we are saying. In that same way, as you guys grow, that is going to be expected from you. You're going to be expected to think a certain way, to be able to comprehend what you are told. Why? Because you have been taught. So first we tell you, then we teach you, and we walk with you, and then it is up to you to now receive that, to grow up in that, to apply it to your lives. The way that you process life situations and difficulties should be filtered through God. And through that, you will mature in Christ. But if you're filtering it through yourself, if you are just saying, well, you know what, they said this, but I, I'm, still, I'm still a child, so I'm going to do this. 
that can only take you so far. You are only a child for so long. And as an adult, there is no one still young. I'm, I'm still growing. We're all still growing. I am still growing. But who knows if I show up here and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, someone's going to ask questions, right? They're going to be able, I, but, but you're an adult. Yeah, but I'm still growing, right? We're all growing. There are still expectations from you guys. And it is a lot to be growing up in today's society. And it is not the same society that I grew up in as a child. But we're still expecting the same thing. We're still expecting these things. So how do you guys get there? Our final example is found in reasoning, right? Your reasoning changes. Paul is urging them to change their reasoning. He is saying you can understand the cause and effect. You are grown. You are growing up. You understand what you should and should not be doing. In that same way, we understand what we should and should not be talking about. When you say something that you're not supposed to be saying, when you see something that you're not supposed to be seeing, when you're thinking about something that you're not supposed to be thinking about that, there's always something in your mind. There's always going to be something in your heart that says, this feels wrong. It may feel okay for a second, but I know that it's wrong. See, I know if this person heard it, it wouldn't be okay. I know that my parents told me not to. I know that my leader tells me not to. I know that the word of God tells me not to. Amen? Who knows that the word of God uh, leads us? You guys know that? Right. The word of God tells us what we should and should not be doing. Amen? But sometimes we still do it, right? Sometimes you still do what you want to do and not what the word of God tells you to do, right? And that's part of our flesh. That is part of growing up and maturing. That is what Paul is talking about. Growing up in our reasoning will change <clears throat> the way that we understand things. It will allow us to really take a look at the cost and effect, to take a look at the consequences of what we are doing. And while you guys are still young, you may not fully understand the consequences of your choices, but me right now, I am 31 years old. See, I recall my time and let's not repeat that either. I recall my time in youth ministry. I, I recall how many times I was told to go to the altar, go to Jesus. God is there for you. But I didn't turn to him. I, I do remember them telling me over and over and over. And now as an adult, I think back, and I think back how much easier it would have been if I would have just listened then, if I would have just taken that step not then and not waited so long in my life. And it's that same way for you guys. If you take that step now and you say, Lord, I want to mature in your word. I want what you have for me. I don't want to be the same. I do want to grow up, and I want to grow up according to your word. Now, there are faces and un to understanding. As we learn, there's different faces, right? You are told, and once you're told, you receive that. And Sometimes even after you're told, you continue to make that choice to do the same thing, and you're going to get the same result, right? There's this old saying, if you do the same thing, you will get the same thing. If you plant, you know, an apple tree, an apple tree will grow. You're not going to get strawberries, right? If you plant strawberries, strawberries are going to grow. You're not going to get oranges. So whatever you plant in your lives right now, whatever you plant <clears throat> in your hearts is exactly what you will get. And when we think about children, we think, thank you so much, amen. <clears throat> when we think about children, you guys are supposed to say amen every time I drink, so let's, let's, let's try it. Amen. amen, amen. 
So a child does not have the same reasoning, right? When I speak to my children, <clears throat> when I speak to other children, they'll often have simple answers, right? They'll just say, well, it's that way because my mom said so. It's that way because Jesus said so. See, there's no background. They're not concerned with where it came from. They're not concerned. They, they know the answer, and that is what they go off of, right? Growing up means you learn from your mistakes. Growing up means you acknowledge that there is a reason. Well, I know I was told not to touch this because if I do touch this, it's going to be hot. And if it's hot, it's going to burn my hand. And if I burn my hand, it's going to hurt, right? You understand these processes. You understand why well, I can't touch fire. Fire is hot. If I touch it, it's going to hurt me. If I, it hurts me, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. If I go to the doctor, right? You know all of this. Children do not. So when you get to the point where you understand this, guess what's happening? You're maturing in your reasoning, there's no longer an excuse of, I didn't know, I didn't understand. You do know, you do understand. You guys are right now <clears throat> living in a world that has exposed you to a lot of things. You're living in a world that has exposed you to things that you should not know yet, to things that you have not been prepared to face. But through the word of God, right, here even Paul is telling us, there really is no excuse you could really do better. You really do know better. You could really decide to stop thinking like a child does. You could decide to stop speaking like a child does. You could decide to stop reasoning like a child does. As we have Daryl come up in the band, I want to have the altar workers start coming up now. And I want to open up the altar and we're doing this a little earlier because I believe that God is doing something and I believe that we need to take this time to hear what he has for us and we need to take this time to apply it because it is important for each and every one of you guys to walk in that maturity that, God, uh, that Paul is speaking about. It's time for each and every one of you guys to walk in that, to answer that call in your life. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man thinks he is. Let me say that again, as a man thinks he is. So as you think about yourself, as you understand <clears throat> and reason about yourself, so you will be. And that goes along with how you think and reason about other people. <clears throat> when you speak, when you think, when you begin to reason the things in your life, they will have an effect on you. That is who you will be. If you always have an excuse of you are young and you are a child, you will always be young and like a child in your mentality, in your maturity. You are a child, but you are so much more than that. You don't have to remain like a child in the way that you speak. And when I'm talking about speaking, I'm not just talking about the way you speak to others, but the way you speak about others the way you speak about yourself. When we're talking about the thought process, I'm not talking just about how you think about other people. I'm talking about how you think about yourself. Do you see yourself how God has called you to be? Do you think of yourself with the potential that he has given you? When we're talking about reasoning, I'm not just talking about the reasons that you have for doing X, Y, and Z, but I'm talking about the reasoning in your mind, the excuses that you have given yourself to be where you are right now, the reasons that you have given yourself to not do what you should be doing. And even as children, even as preteens and teens, there's an understanding already in your minds. And while you are still growing and you all are still little and you're still young and you still have so much more, there is an understanding in each and every one of you guys of where you should be, 
of what you should be doing, of what you should not be doing. Growing up means you no longer talk like a child, you no longer think like a child, you no longer reason like a child. See, when I send my son, and I love using them as examples because they teach me so much. When I send my son to his room, he won't go in it if the light is off. And if he has to go in there to turn it off, he turns it off and he runs. He runs so fast out of that room. You would think that there's like something about to grab. There is nothing there. We have checked over and over and over. And I remember I did that as a child, right? You turn it off and you almost feel like something's following you. So you just got to run into the light. And when Jesus talks about being like a child, that's what he's talking about, right? See, what he's doing is he's fleeing from darkness. He is fleeing like he, like darkness is right behind, like he's just, just, just so fast. We should do it later on here so you guys can see. He flees. When Jesus is talking about being like a child, that is what he is talking about. He is telling each and every one of you guys, be like a child in that. When darkness comes, flee. When darkness comes, go the other way. When evil comes, flee. And that is evil thoughts, and those are evil things, and that's evil speech, and that's evil reasoning. That is excusing yourself, making yourself think, and excuse your thoughts with evil reasoning. Well, you know what? I'm not the first person to do this. I'm not the first person to say that. They will be okay. I will be okay. I'm not the only person that gossips. I'm not the only person that slanders. I'm not the only person that lies. It's going to be okay. It's that type of reasoning, right? That is the evil reasoning that God is telling us to flee. It is how we speak to others. It is how we speak to ourselves. It is how we think of others. It is how we think of ourselves. I want to welcome you up if you need prayer. I want to welcome you up if you know that your thought process should change. If you know that the way that you are speaking should change. If you know that the way that you are reasoning things in your life that should not be in your life, if you feel that that should change, I want to welcome you up here. I want to tell you that there's nobody in this church that is prayed up. I want to tell you that we all want to pray. I want to tell you that we should all be praying. We should all be coming to the altars. We should all be worshiping Jesus. We should all be seeking that next level. You guys may stand to your feet. While you are still children and you're growing, I encourage you to come up. I encourage you to receive the prayer that will break those strongholds in your life. See, I believe that you guys have it in you. And I believe it because Scripture tells me. And Scripture does not lie. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. See, God doesn't reserve these things for us. He didn't say, he didn't give us age groups, all right? So you being 12, 13, 14, 15, that doesn't, that doesn't excuse you out of it. It's still for you even at a young age. It's still for you today. God gives us freely. He gives us abundantly if we ask. As we hold on to faith like a child, we trust like a child, and we love like a child. We also have to remember that our childhood 
will soon be behind us, right? That excuse of I'm just a kid, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, it's soon going to be behind you. And you will have to make the consequences. You will have to face them. And those consequences will be choices, right? You can choose right or wrong. You can choose good or bad. And you will eventually be in either heaven or hell. It is that simple. You cannot go before Jesus and say, well, Jesus, I was still growing up. Well, Jesus, when I was a child, I remember I once prayed. When I was a child, I did right. There will come a time where you guys will have to face those consequences. And if you haven't done right now, and if you haven't lived how you should, then come on up to the altar. This is your time to pray. You guys can close your eyes as the band leads us in worship and take a time to reflect on what God is speaking to your heart. See, only you know what you're thinking about. Only you know what you're speaking. Only you know what you are reasoning in your mind. that are open, God. Thank you for each and every youth, Lord. I pray that you continue to speak to their hearts. I pray that you tug at their hearts, God. See, this word is for them. This word is for today. May their reasonings reflect you, Jesus. May their speech reflect you, Jesus. May their thoughts reflect you, God. Speak to those whose thoughts are not reflecting you, Jesus. Speak to those whose speech is not reflecting you, Lord when they are by themselves, when they are with their friends, when they are alone in their own thoughts, in their own mind, how are they speaking about others? How are they speaking about themselves? God, may they always see themselves how you have created them. God, they are worthy. They are worthy, Jesus. See, you died for each and every youth in this place, God. I pray that you will speak to their hearts, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. 